are live. This is the sixth episode of Three Count, live from Studio 53 in Staten Island, New York. Every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, airing exclusively on itsyourradio.com and Facebook Live. And welcome back to the show on this Wednesday, March the 8th, 2017. I'm Rich Rivera, and I'm being joined by the baby face that runs this place, Yo, Andrew. And it's funny that you say that because I'm wearing my glorious T-shirt here in the studio. We're going to be, what, on Monday, two weeks away from WrestleMania, and you call me a baby face? How insulting. How insulting. Holy but this gosh. is going to be a glorious show because Ooh. Matt Goodhart is with us in studio. Matt's off he camera, is. by the way, everybody, for you guys that don't see him. But, but he he's wearing, wearing his AJ Styles shirt. Is. He is. I see it. He's repping the blue here, the phenomenal one. Matt Goodhart's in studio with us. Said lost last night, but it's okay. We'll, we'll get into All it in just things. a little bit. This is Three Count, the show for the thinking pro wrestling fan. We're covering three major topics in the pro wrestling industry. Oh, yeah. And our phone line is open, so you can call 347-927-5448 to join the discussion. And our Facebook chat, of course, is now active and open. So uh, we're going to get into it with our first topic. You ready, Drew? I'm ready. Here we I'm go. ready when you are. We are 25 days away from WrestleMania 33. A portion of the match card has already been confirmed from Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho for the United States Championship. Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt are going to go at it for the WWE Championship as well. Uh, which matches, though, would you like to see on the card for WrestleMania 33 that have not been confirmed yet by utilizing the rest of the main roster? So I'm glad that you said that because everyone is going to expect me to start adding more girls to the whole championship match on SmackDown and start looking at someone like Braun Strowman going to the Andre the Giant match. But I'm going to change it here. I went back into both rosters today and I was able to figure out four matches that I want to see. The four matches are these two are from SmackDown. It would be Jack Swagger versus Dolph Ziggler or... <laughs> What? Okay, good. just keep going. Or Luke Harper versus Dolph Ziggler, a rematch. And then for Raw, I have to put the girls in there. Dana Brooke versus Nia Jax, Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn. So I know you give me a lot of faces. So which one do you want to hear first? Well, obviously the swagger one, considering right. that the guy requested his release. And yet, he's, I mean, I think he's still with the company. He's on the contract. Yes. But what's, what's going on there? Well, let's look at this. Let's look at it this way. What did Jack Swagger say last week? In a podcast interview, he is not getting the opportunities. And I said this online. I said this to my friends. This man is talented. He is a good baby face. I think we can give him one last opportunity. And why not give him one last opportunity at WrestleMania? Why not? Now, I'm not saying give him an opportunity on, uh, what did I say? The uh, God, I just completely lost my notes here. Completely lost it. He has notes this time. I do, and I don't know where it went. He really came prepared. Well, now I don't know where it went. Oh, wow. So I deleted it. But it's, it's, a, All right. it's so Jack, Jack Swagger, Swagger and Dolph Ziggler. So why Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler? You said you want an opportunity okay. for Swagger. Yes. But why Dolph Ziggler? Why a match with him? Well, let's look at it this way. Dolph Ziggler right now is a heel. He's walking around cocky. He's winning. He's finally winning matches again. No one can beat him. Instead of throwing him in the Andre the Giant match that looks like what's going to happen, why not two weeks, Jack Swagger comes out with a steel chair. Holy crap, it's Jack Swagger. Goes down to the ring and tells Tolf Ziggler, how about you hit me with that chair? The American Hero versus Top Heel on SmackDown. Pre-show, why not? Throw in a pre-show match if you want. I don't care. I think when Jack Swagger says he's not getting opportunities, it's sad because on SmackDown, there's many opportunities 
for Jack Swagger. Well, it, it, it is sad, but unfortunately, Jack Swagger is probably going to be in no position. I don't even think Jack Swagger is going to be on the card of WrestleMania now amid all these rumors and his request no. to release, which is, which is most likely true. He, it is. That's what he said. He most. I mean, he, he just, said it. This yeah. is this has got to be. This is true. This is true stuff right here. I just don't think Swagger is going to appear in any sort of televised role with the company anymore. This is it. He's done. I mean, I understand. I see because I know. Hopeful. I know you hopeful. like Swagger and you're hopeful about him, but honestly, at the same time, like I'm, I'm not the biggest Jack Swagger fan. I just don't. Right. He's a good performer, but. You, 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 there's so there's so much talent in WWE right now that only being a good performer is not going to get you much. Look at Cesaro. Look at a guy like that, who, in my opinion, I think has underrated Mike. I think he is good on the mic. I just don't think he he bones up against like some of the best, like Enzo Amare and and Bobby Roode's of the world. But I just think Jack Swagger doesn't have it, and I think he's past his prime. I I think he's done. To me, he's done. He's done overall. I mean, if he wants to go jump the TNA or Ring of Honor, see what what kind of uh, what he can get out of that, you know, jumping to the indie scene, you know, go for it. I'm not a swagger fan, and I don't expect him to be on WWE television. Well, I think we would say the same things, but the problem, well, we would say the same things about many people who are currently on the SmackDown roster, but because they're getting those opportunities, they're getting a chance, they have proven many people wrong. The Miz last night, five months ago, was an absolute joke. And now he's actually becoming somewhat credible now, from his mic. I gotta address something. I know we're not we're talking about the match card here, but top heel on the roster, Dolph Ziggler on SmackDown at least. The Miz is the top heel on SmackDown, without a doubt. You have to admit that, right? Well, well, you look at Dolph Ziggler and you look at the Miz, and they're two different heels. People are booing the Miz because they just plain out hate the guy. Yet you're right. He is getting down. He's getting dirty. Dolph Ziggler has become a very violent hill, out of control, using weapons, anything he possibly can to win. The okay. Miz is actually not when he when he was the Intercontinental Champion. He actually wasn't playing as a dirty heel. He actually defended that title full time. He actually won matches. Yeah, his wife was there, but she only did so much until she got kind of in the way and got hit on the floor. So I would think both of them. If if we're looking at top heel, I think many might say Baron Corbin is even a top heel for SmackDown. And 100%. I, and if you're looking at a, you know, a, uh, if, if you want to ask me what match that hasn't been confirmed yet, yeah, we all know Ambrose and Corbin will get it. Yep. I think, and I've been calling this, and last night we saw it, Street Fight. Yeah, I think it just makes sense. Ambrose and Corbin in Street Fight. I think right now, out of all the matches that have been confirmed yet, and you know are going to get confirmed, that's the one that has the booking that makes the most sense right now. Out of every out of every rivalry, every single one of them, yep. because yeah, people could. I, I I made this argument at some point last week. I remember, and someone had said, "No, Wyatt and Orton have the best booking right now." Well, Wyatt and Orton do have the best booking possibly, but here's the problem: they threw all these extra this extra nonsense in the mix. You know, AJ Styles being involved with that just to set up AJ Styles and Shane McMahon at WrestleMania wasn't necessary. Throwing yep. poor Luke Harper in the mix, where we thought we yep. were gonna get a triple threat Wyatt match, which we still still should have. At WrestleMania, because it, it does so much for all three of these guys. They're not, it's not going to happen. So they threw all these extra pieces, a battle royal that went nowhere, and crowned nobody. Was, yeah, it's, it it's a good little story between Wyatt and Orton, but they could have done so much better with that. Corbin and Ambrose so far makes the most sense between all the current storylines that are going on, and it's being booked the best. 
And it's not even the storylines. It's how both of these characters are being built. Dean Ambrose yes. hasn't had any real challenge with that championship. And every time Dean Ambrose has a championship, it's not even relevant. I actually saw a video the other day when he cashed in the money in the bank against Seth Rollins. And forgot. I completely forgot. And forgot about it. Baron Corbin has been well-developed. He has shown true skill. A lot of doubts from coming from NXT, winning the Andre the Giant. He's going to be a future a year ago. heavyweight champion. He is someone that you look at Corbin, and Matt, keeps t and Matt told me this one time, and I'll just take it to the bank. I see Roman Reigns. I see Baron Corbin. And if we gave everything to Corbin... The same way we gave to Reigns, we would hate Corbin the same way. Roman Reigns, you better start taking I notes. Because Corbin, that's how you build a character. I, I absolutely agree with Matt. I love there. it. And I, I absolutely agree. He said it one time to me, and I would just take it to the no, bank. No, it's it's, take it's it to the bank. hundred yeah, percent true. But what they're doing with Corbin is organic. Yes. It's organic. They're forcing Roman Reigns down our throat. And they have been for years, and they still are. This is possibly Undertaker's last WrestleMania. Well, that's another He's fighting Roman match. Reigns. And I just I, I you know it's gonna happen. One match that's not confirmed, probably not going to happen. I just think it would be a great backup plan. Going back to what we talked about weeks ago with the whole Seth Rollins injury, the backup plan, what would happen if Seth Rollins can't go WrestleMania, which it looks like is not going to happen. I think it would be great to see Samoa Joe with Triple H in his corner versus Finn Balor with Seth Rollins in his corner. I think that would be right. a great match because Finn's ready to go. He's, or he's at least almost there. They're already advertising him for March events to wrestle. He's going to be ready to go before WrestleMania. And I just think with a few weeks remaining, a match between those two, and you know they're going to put on a clinic. They did it before at NXT TakeOver, after NXT TakeOver, after NXT TakeOver. You know that's going to be a great match to set up. You can see that, you know, you can see you know, the rivalry there building shortly because you, you don't need that much storytelling there. These two, Finn and Joe, have a huge rivalry against each other. Finn Balor is a former NXT champion, former face of NXT, Triple H's baby. Samoa Joe is Triple H's guy. Seth Rollins and, and Finn Balor have that brief history where Seth put Finn on the shelf, but Finn and Seth have a common enemy now. I think I would like a story to come out of that. If Seth Rollins can't wrestle, which is I think is, gonna ha is not going to happen, I don't think he's going to wrestle at Mania, I think this would be a good way to set up that rivalry, build more story to the... Uh, Rollins Triple H match that will probably happen maybe at SummerSlam at this point. And I think, again, it's going to be a great match. And I think for a WrestleMania card that's build, being built around part timers, it's good to see some future stars get into it. Right. And we are going to see a lot of them get into it. Uh, the only thing is Finn Balor, if he's healthy enough, I've seen Samoa Joe for the first time wrestle in that ring for the past few weeks. I didn't keep track of him in TNA. And he. He, can, he has a certain style of wrestling that could hurt people. And Finn Balor, if he's healthy enough, is he ready to go against someone like that? I That's mean, a good point. Samoa, I'm not saying that it's, Samoa Joe, because what he did to, uh, oh, God, top of my head, what he did to Seth Rollins, and I get it. I'm not saying he tries to hurt people. Just, that's just what his it's style is. It's a great is. point, but I wouldn't, promote, I wouldn't promote a match like that if Joe and Finn did not have several of these matches before. They know how to protect each but other. But was Finn Balor fully healthy with these matches? If he's fully healthy, that's, that's a match right there. And you okay. know the two okay. will be able to protect each other. No matter what. All right. Maybe no Muscle Buster. Yep. I've it, been watching for that movie. Maybe no Muscle Buster. Up. Now, 205. Uh, not 205. Wow. Uh, Fastlane. Now, Fastlane, though, he teased it. He teased the Muscle Buster on Sami Zayn. Ah. Now, he didn't hit that. it, but he teased it. Now, that means that move is still not bent. 
because they would never tease a move that's not banned. They've never done it before. When curb, when the curb stop was banned, they didn't have Seth set up for it and not hit it. Kevin Owens, you can make that argument for the package pile driver, but he actually turned that into a legitimate move. So that's a move that's yeah. not banned. See, yeah. this is me, you know, going away from the topic. Let's get to topic number two before I really uh, lose my mind. Number two, there are rumors circulating that WWE will be replacing its on-screen authority figures, specifically its general managers, Mick Foley and Daniel Bryan. But if you had the choice to replace all four of them, the commissioners and the GMs of both Raw and SmackDown, who would you pick? Well, if we're looking at SmackDown, I think Shane McMahon should stay where he is. That's or I don't want to replace him. Okay. That's, I want to keep fair, him No, there. that's fair. You don't have to replace Shane him Shane McMahon all. made SmackDown great again. Yeah, we saw the little hint, the WWE exclusive of him with a headset on, like his father. Shane McMahon knows his business. No one can tell me that this man who came a, a year ago changed SmackDown Live, changed the name of SmackDown. Daniel Bryan, I love him, right? He's a great wrestler. And I think we should keep a wrestler there. At the same time, well, there's rumors speculating that he might actually start wrestling again. I don't think he's very good on talking smack. Really? I don't. I like Shane McMahon on it better. Like, the way he looks at The Miz last night, come on. Come on, show me some light, Daniel Bryan. If this is a storyline, show me something. So Daniel Bryan, step down. Believe it or not, I'm going to bring in JBL. I think JBL is not a heel commentator. He's very moderate. He is crying about Ellsworth being in the ring, but then he is also, I'm sorry, but uh, what you saw with Dean Ambrose, uh, unacceptable. Like, JBL, you're supposed to be encouraging that violence. So how about you use your moderate views on the microphone, making some matches. So at least when you're going with Shane McMahon, you'll be against Alexa Bliss, whatever she's trying to do. And also you can pray some uh, some civil uh, with Baron Corbin and with uh, Dean Ambrose. Now, now, Raw, real quick. Stephanie McMahon, I would like her to be replaced, but for right now, keep her there. With the authority probably rebuilding itself, you need a authority figure running the show, and Stephanie McMahon is the only one I can think of. But I would replace McFoley. Obviously, he's going to be out the door, and you want to bring in a Hall of Famer, and it's not Theodore Long, it's Kurt Angle. I know many might think put Kurt Angle on SmackDown, and I'll leave Kurt mm -hmm. Angle on Raw, leave him there, and then eventually he'll travel his way with the Alphas. The current rumor is Kurt Angle for an on-screen authority figure. And I agree. I would love to see it. Me too. But I'm going to change it up because okay. why not? We have that luxury here. Yeah. Uh, I would actually like to see Shane and Daniel Bryan be split up from each other. I do like. I do enjoy them as on-screen authority figures. I would love Shane to swap over to Monday Night Raw and be the commissioner there because I just think he'll make Raw a little more interesting. Uh, I think he's a great commissioner, and I just think he can bring that element to Raw. I love Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. I think Daniel Bryan should be the commissioner of SmackDown. I think he should take Shane's job. Shane should take Stephanie's job on Raw. The SmackDown GM, I'm totally, I totally agree with you. JBL, I love JBL in that role. I think uh, you have some guys that you can throw in at commentary. You know, JBL's not you're, the be-all. He's, he's not the be-all, end-all. Oh, yeah, you're right, because you, you already got four people there. You don't need <laughs> to throw anybody there. I like Phillips. Don't get me wrong. I love Phillips, too. I think he, I've been listening to him on NXT. Oh, he has a okay, I'll tell you future. what. I'll tell you why you may future. need somebody, okay? So, JBL, I got right. JBL as my GM on SmackDown with Daniel Bryan commissioning Raw. I okay. got Shane commissioning uh, Raw. SmackDown, uh, sorry, the Raw GM, though, an interesting pick. Michael Cole. I got Michael. Yep, he just shook my head. He just shook his head and was like, what? I got Michael Cole. <laughs> Michael Cole has been rumored to, you know, maybe step away from the announce yep. desk, yep. you know, I, just stick I to producing that. and whatnot. I think he'd be a great on-screen heel authority figure for Raw. Somebody people can hate easily. 
and to work under Shane McMahon, too, I think that would be interesting. I'd like to see it. And then you can move more out of Raw to be the, 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 you know, the, uh, the play-by-play guy, the voice of Raw, the new voice of Raw is Mauro now. Tom Phillips, Mr. Uh, sending inappropriate texts on the plane. I, I, would, uh, I would make him <laughs> the SmackDown play-by-play man. Get rid of David Otunga. Just find, just find a new role for him or just future endeavor, his, his ass. Uh, yep. I, would, I would try to find a new color commentator. For, you know, actually, I'd move Corey Graves to SmackDown. Here we go. Another conversation. We're talking about on-screen authority figures, and here I am talking about the commentary team. Corey Graves to SmackDown with Tom Phillips because that's a great team. Those two. And Raw is Mauro Ronaldo. And who am I down to? Oh, Saxton. Oh, yeah, we got to figure out that one. But that's not the question. <laughs> that wasn't the question at all. So I got Shano on Raw as the commissioner, Michael right. Cole as the GM, Daniel Bryan as the SmackDown commissioner, and JBL as the SmackDown GM. Those are my picks. I think those would be pretty good ones. I only agree with Michael Cole because Shane McMahon is going to be mirroring over him. If Shane McMahon wasn't next to Michael Cole, I would say definitely not. But you know what? To know that Shane McMahon could help Michael Cole, and apparently Shane McMahon and Michael Cole already worked next to each other. That's what we saw backstage last night on SmackDown. Apparently Michael Cole was saying something in the microphone to someone, so he does have experience. He does. So I, I like it. I'm and I like it. how we both agreed that Shane and uh, – well, we didn't agree on Daniel Bryan, but you know, at least one of the authority figures are We're, here to stay. Shane McMahon yeah. should not go anywhere. 100%. Yeah, he'll go on break for a little bit sometimes. Doesn't mean he should be going anywhere. I, I think it's great. As I'm looking at the chat right now, thank you guys for your comments. Uh, Mike Giordano, yes, KO, uh, he, earned, he has a rematch, and Finn forfeited the title, so both are in title. So there are two number one contenders te- – well, yeah, there's two contenders technically to that championship. Uh, whether or not you know that's that's something well, that's they something look into down line, but knowing me, yeah. WWE's way of booking, they'll make you forget about that, and they'll just edit those, make a no one contendership match among the rest of the superstars. Well, Kevin you know? Owens did say in the microphone, "I will be getting my rematch whenever I want." That could be twelve months, could be a year and a half, it could be three years. I got a I got a comment besides that's Felipe from uh, Matt here in the studio. I love the partic- I love the yeah, extra. Right. I love going. I love, it. I love the extra participation, Matt. I really do. Uh, JBL is a former NXT general manager, so that would be interesting. And yes, he was. He was oh, a former. Okay. He was a former NXT general manager. Actually, on my list for SmackDown, I said Hulk Hogan. No, no, come on! You don't want Hogan ruining another show as the authority figure. TNA was going in the right direction until Hogan showed up. Come and tell you something, brother. Okay, we have to move on to the next. one. We got to move on to the next one. Number three, with a few minutes to go. Last week on Three Count, uh, we, we covered the Hardy Boys and the TNA contract fallout. Three nights later, the Hardys made their debut at Ring of Honor at Saturday's Manhattan Mayhem 6, which I happen to be live at. What are your thoughts on the signing and just Ring of Honor in general? Well, the signing with the Hardy Boys, congratulations to them. They deserve it. Their goal right now is to hold all gold. They were able to have full character control and use it towards their advantage, and every company wants a little taste to it. For them not to run to WWE so fast was really a great idea because it showed Vince McMahon you're going to need a lot of money and you're going to need a lot of people to grab me and my brother to your company again before we enter the Hall of Fame. So I really love what they did there. And because the Hardy Boys know that they might not get the same character control, might be a little later. You're not going to get gold right away. And if you do get gold, people are not going to be behind it because it'll be given to you, not earned. Ring of Honor, they just did everything right. And I know the Hardys had something to do with it. Ring of Honor wrestling in general, I love it. I never watched it before, but I love it. And I've been trying to tell my brother for days now, get me some type of source or some way of watching this promotion. I want to get into it. I was even talking to Matt earlier in the day. Impact Wrestling is another 
company used to be TNA. They're introducing a new era tomorrow night on the channel Pop. I'm, I, I will be watching it. Again, there is a lot of new uh, young girls who will be wrestling tomorrow night. Some old and new talent. So I want to see that refresh. So I want to get into these promotions. And Ring of Honor... I can't believe you were there. It yep. looked so exciting. Oh, it and it was. was outside? No, it was indoors. It was, oh, at, I thought it was, it was outside. at the Hammerstein Ballroom. You remember the ECW One Night Stand pay-per-views? Yes. Okay. It was that. that oh, nice. That, that place. Yeah. Awesome. So, so cool. So as I'm sitting down by the ramp and I'm looking up towards the right, I was like, oh, that's where. And you the were by EC- the ramp? That's where the ECW Maybe. invaders were up there. The old Ross <laughs> McDonald, Eric Bischoff, Kurt Angle, JBL. He was teaching young kids in the stands. Yeah. Little girl up there. Tommy Dreamer oh, no. was up there. It was, it was, you know what though? It, and I meant, it's funny we mentioned ECW there because it was like an ECW crowd. It was an ECW environment. You know, a bunch so of guys who between, you know, between, you know, the young talent that's up and coming and are going to be future NXT stars down the line, like guys like Adam Cole. And you have those veterans in there like Chris Sabin and Christopher Daniels and uh, Colt Cabana. And then you have, like, you know, like the special appearances that we mentioned before. Uh, the Hardys were there. Uh, Bully Ray made his debut with Ring of Honor yes, that night. It. He ended the show. He put Adam Cole through a tape. Great. But it was an awesome show. I tell you what. And we'll start with that Hardy signing because I was there live for it. I was one of the first of the hundreds to hear that the Hardys were signing with Ring of Honor because they said it right then and there. They make their way out. If the Young Bucks win a match, the lights go out. They walk out. We're right by the ramp. So we, expect- so we see them. We see them walk right past us. And we're like, oh, my God, it's them. It's them. That's Holy crazy. crap. Lights go Imagine on. That. There they are. So it was like, oh, my God. Now, we were expecting them to, you know, do like a, a Broken Hardy promo. But we were not expecting a championship match. Because the Young Bucks just wanted them so bad. They were like, screw it. We're putting the, we're putting the titles on the line. And they, well, had it a, should be. they had a standout match. They had a great match. It was a great match. And the Hardys came out victorious, and everyone went ballistic. By the way, the coolest thing about it, once the Hardys got out there, nobody sat. No one sat down. Everyone stood up. Even during the whole match, no one sat down. Everyone stood up for this match. It was unbelievable. I had a guy who was six foot ten in front of me, a small 5'7 ass. And he didn't sit down. I had to stand on the top of a chair. But it was really? great. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> And the Hardys came up victorious, and they made the announcement that they were signing, yes, with Ring of Honor. And it was fantastic. It was so well done. Now, one last question. I know we have to go. You were there watching Ring of Honor before your eyes. You've been keeping track of it. Do you believe, what do you believe Ring of Honor's mission statement is? To be a competitor against the WWE or just putting out a good wrestling promotion? You're just trying to find itself. To keep professional wrestling alive, honestly. To not make it more of a spectacle, but to focus on the wrestling. Because that's what it's about. And that's what most of these guys who are up and coming, they're, they're focused on the wrestling. Cutting the simple of promos. So they can work their way to the next level. Ring of Honor knows that. How many superstars have Ring of Honor promote, uh, produced over the years? You know, uh, Kevin Owens, then Kevin Steen. Sami Zayn, then El Generico. Uh, just keep this coming. Samoa Joe. Daniel Bryan, then Bryan Danielson. Neville, thank you. Neville, oh, who was then Pac God. at the time. Uh, he's, he's even guys like veterans who went through the company, like AJ Styles. Even Shinsuke Nakamura performed for a little bit for Ring of Honor during his time with New Japan because, you know, contracts are pretty uh, lenient and everybody can just basically fight for any promotion that's not WWE. So they did a, a standout job, and obviously meeting Cody Rhodes and the Bucks was really cool too. So it's them doing meet and greets in the basement just tells you that they really just focus in on the wrestling and the pure enjoyment of the fan base. And I love that. And I believe, see, what you just said, Ring of Honor, 
their their goal is just keep wrestling going. WWE, their goal is to be competitive. And I know NXT and 205 Live, these promotions are not there to expand the network. That promotion is to compete against Ring of Honor because they, Vince McMahon, deep inside, is a little scared that Ring of Honor is going to get that one big investor and suddenly skyrocket to the top. Impact Wrestling TNA was never taken seriously. Ring of Honor is one of them. But, Rich, we have to go. We do have to go. So that does it for our sixth episode of 3Count. Make sure to follow oh. us on Twitter at 3Count Live. And as we build momentum towards WrestleMania 33, we're going to be talking about the traditional match known as the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. But after three years, has the match officially run its course? Tune in next week to find out if we believe these should put an end to this tradition at the show of shows. Don't forget to tune in over to Hit Talk. This is live in five minutes on itsyradio.com and the Hit Talkers mobile app on Android and iOS. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Take care. Have a good one. Support for NPR and the following message come from iShares. Because the best preparation for tomorrow is building for your future today. iShares by BlackRock. Inspired to build.